Welcome to Climate Watch, a podcast that delves deep into the pressing issues of climate change. I'm Gauvin Yap. The Arctic is undergoing rapid climate change, warming at a rate twice as fast as a global average. This drastic environmental shift is diminishing sea ice coverage, presenting unprecedented challenges for its native species, particularly the polar bear, the Arctic's top predator. On today's program, we explore the polar bear's battle against climate change. Polar bears, the iconic symbols of the Arctic, are creatures of the sea ice. They spend as much time as possible on it, hunting for blubber-rich seals. However, these large mammals are now encountering growing challenges in assessing their primary food sources. Warming temperatures are shrinking the size of Arctic sea ice and extending the duration of summer ice molt, making it increasingly difficult for polar bears to hunt effectively. A new study suggests that the outlook for polar bears to adapt to climate change is grim. Despite some bears attempting to diversify their diet with available terrestrial food, the efforts hardly compensate for the high energy expenditure required for such foraging. This ultimately leads to significant weight loss, leaving them in a vulnerable state. The research was conducted by a joint U.S.-Canada team of biologists, who monitored the calorie intake, energy use, and respiration of 20 polar bears over three weeks in Canada's Hudson Bay. Researchers equipped the bears with video collars, provided them with a special type of water to track their calorie intake and expenditures, and then returned them to the wild for observation. The study revealed. The 19 out of the 20 bears studied experienced an average weight loss of 21 kilograms over the three-week period. This equates to losing 7% of their body mass on average in just 21 days. Karen Rode is a wildlife biologist from the U.S. Geological Survey and a co-author of the study. She emphasizes the inadequacy of terrestrial foods in providing the high caloric intake polar bears require. Foods, particularly that they were getting when they were on land, have pretty low caloric content, and the bears have to expend energy to obtain them. So, out on the sea ice, they're primarily a sit and wait predator, and they're eating primarily the fat of seals, which has. Twice the calories of protein and carbohydrates, which is what they are primarily getting when they're on land. Similarly, when they were swimming out into the bay and encountering carcasses, we found that it was difficult for them to eat those carcasses while they were swimming.、Um, and you know, they're getting a single carcass over a three-week period versus you know catching seals every few days out on the sea ice. So it's just a big difference in the availability and quality of the food resources they can get when they're on land. Karen Rode adds. Polar bears are not adaptable to life on land. I think our study confirms kind of previous evidence that they're not very adaptable to spending time on land.、Um, that there was going to have to be other changes that would have to occur. They're going to help them withstand,、um, you know, spending longer times on land. In the area of the Hudson Bay studied by researchers. The absence of sea ice has resulted in polar bears spending three weeks longer on land compared to the 1980s.
Co-author Anthony Pagano from the U.S. Geological Survey warns that polar bears are now compelled to endure longer periods on lands without sufficient food. This situation could lead to vulnerable individuals, particularly young bears, suffering from starvation. All of the bears we we studied that we tracked in the study were in relatively good condition. There are no bears that we consider to be in poor condition. With the caveat being that the time period that we conducted this study was basically right in the middle of the the, the time that they're on land. So, as I mentioned, they typically come on land around late July, early August. We did this work in late August to early September, and so they still have another seventy so days. On land, where where they will be continuing to lose mass. Biologist Andrew DeRocher believes the study exposes a worrying reality: the entire population of the polar bears is threatened. The one thing that would have been very nice to see would have been mothers with cubs included in the study,、um, partly because some of the research in my group is indicating that that is a very vulnerable link in the population, and so our concern is that once mothers with cubs lose their body condition to a certain point, they stop producing milk. And all of a sudden, at that point, the cubs now have to rely on their own fat reserves. And cubs, in their first year in particular, are growing rapidly, have very little stored fat of their own,、uh, and we think that this is probably one of the major weaknesses in the population ecology of of the bears. And so, if the mother doesn't get them back out on the ice and feeding on seals shortly after she stops nursing, we've seen this. In Western Hudson Bay, where the cubs actually starve to death on land, and so that point might have been nice to have included, but it also adds another level of complexity. And then you get into ethical issues of handling mothers with small cubs, and and because you have to handle them more than once, it does present some animal care challenges for sure. He says the study is significant, as previously there were not so many studies on polar bears' behavior on land, and many thought polar bears minimize their activity while on land to conserve energy. One of the things that was really appealing to me was the fact that it's a very elegant study in that they combine many different techniques to study a question about what is. Happening in this population relative to the increasing length of the ice-free period. So for me, I think it's a combination of sort of physiology, behavior, and looking at the movements of the animals. And of course, the video coloring is very nice sort of addition. So it gives you a better, complete picture of what the animals are doing in that environment. Experts say the drastic loss of sea ice coverage sends a clear message. The immediate action is needed to protect polar bears. According to NASA, the ice cover in the Arctic shrank from a peak area of 14.6 million square kilometers to 4.2 million square kilometers between March and September 2023. The amount of sea ice lost during this period was enough to cover the entire continental United States. With an estimated 22,000 to 31,000 polar bears remaining worldwide, their status as vulnerable species highlights the urgency for conservation efforts to ensure their survival. Discover the realities and responses to our changing climate with Climate Watch. 
uncover critical issues such as the Maasai Mara's disrupted wildebeest migration and the drop in the Panama Canal's water levels. Delve into solutions for a sustainable future. Tune in to Climate Watch on your favorite podcast platform. Become more eco-conscious and take action to protect our planet. Now let's follow Yang Guang for the latest climate developments around the world. China's top envoy to the UN, Zhang Jun, is calling for accelerated efforts to bridge the north-south development gap and to efficiently enhance the climate resilience and food security of developing countries. Kenya says that more than 12 million children in the country are affected by climate shocks. Colombia has seen the number of critically endangered animal and plant species more than doubled since 2017. Scientists warn that droughts and heat driven by climate change and other factors are threatening to cause the collapse of the Amazon rainforest system. They predict that nearly half of the Amazon could reach a tipping point by 2050. A UN report says over a fifth of world's migrating species are at risk of going extinct due to climate change and human encroachment. A study suggests that climate change not only impacts the total area of glaciers, but also alters the information they naturally contain about their past and that of the planet. That's all we have for this episode of Climate Watch. To listen to it again and to catch up on our previous episodes, you can search Climate Watch on major podcast platforms. You can also visit our website, radio.cgtn.com. You can also contact us via email, radio.cgtn.com. Climate Watch is a weekly podcast brought to you by CGTN Radio. I'm Gao Junya. Thank you for listening.